0: Go ahead, Rob.
1: Uh, welcome to the Peribibble Podcast on Beyond Borders Radio Network. Um, well, we would like to remind you to not look into the origin of the Ice Cream Man or any <laughs> of his various trucks or music or anything of that sort. Just forget that ever happened.
2: That scared me. Really bad, actually. <laughs>
0: I have a picture of the ice cream man. For
2: being a seasoned ghost hunter, you don't think that I would scare that easily, but that music
1: was so creepy, I could
2: not get it out of my head for the next couple of hours after that. Yeah, it was in my head
1: for a while, too. I was, like, humming it up, like, as I was driving home from work a couple days after. I was like, "Mm
2: -hmm, mm mm-hmm. It's like every time somebody said a number, I just immediately was like, What? What are you doing?
1: Three, nine, seven, one, five. Stop it! I'm having, like, post-traumatic stress.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, aren't we in the ice cream
1: man? So what we're talking about? No, 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 no. Oh, we've jumped
0: ship already. No
1: more ice cream man. No. no. Yeah.
0: Well, just so you know, I waited on my porch since we did that okay. broadcast for the ice cream man to come. Day and night. He did not show.
1: I'd never be able to look at him the same way now.
0: Me neither. Okay. I totally jumped sub- subject here for yeah. you. Yes. That's okay. Okay. So That's what we do. We are babble. we started?
1: Yeah, we started. Oh. Um if anybody wants to babble back at us, you could find us on Twitter at Parababble. Or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Parababble. Babble. Babble. And again, we are on the Beyond Borders radio network. You could also find us on iTunes and Stitcher if you miss any episodes and want to download them. But tonight we are going to be talking about true life hauntings or infamous hauntings.
0: Ooh, scary. Yeah. Not as scary as numbers. Definitely no. not. no. This will be a flake of a show.
1: I know. Who would have thought the numbers would be so scary? We're never going to be able to top that now. Yeah, we will. Yeah?
0: Something will happen.
1: All right. So who wants to go first? We each have a true life haunting that we brought to the table to talk about.
0: Sure. Well, Well,
2: Jeff, I know that you've been really excited to share the uh, information that you've uh, been collecting about this particular infamous true life haunting.
0: Okay. I guess it's me, huh? Yep. Oh, all right. Yeah. Sorry, is that Go the air freshener? All right. If I ask you guys what's the definition of a haunt? Demons. <laughs> ice you knew cream man. It's
1: going to come. It's
2: going to come every episode.
0: <laughs> the ice cream man, demons. No. I looked up last night. Haunt: to visit often, to have a dis- disquieting or harmful effect. To reoccur constantly and spontaneously. That is the definition of a haunt.
2: Well, I don't know, because if that's the definition, I haunt Starbucks a lot.
1: Yeah. You are a haunter.
0: <laughs> Starbucks, we have one up here? <laughs> like one? All right. We'll uh, we'll we'll joke through most of this. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people have heard it, but we uh, have a place out in the middle of Utah called the Skinwalker Ranch, or a.k.a. Sherman Ranch, or alien ranch or Bigfoot ranch. But this place is very interesting. Uh, Through the 90s, we had a lot of different uh, things happening out there. And it's 480 acres of nothing but pastures, mountain lines, trees. And And aliens? We got aliens out there. Of course. Of course. Um, What I researched this off of was... um, George Knapp and Colin Keller, who wrote the book, a Hunt for Skinwalker. And this was an excellent book, and I've probably read it about five years ago. And if you want something, and if you're a para-freak like we are, I can tell you everything that happened on this ranch, there's a topic for it. We can go werewolves, exotic birds, UFOs, Bigfoot, blue orbs, poltergeist, weird animals, the dire wolf, loud mechanical noises from the underground, Voices speaking in several different languages. Crop circles. Um, sulfuric odors, odors. Landscapes change constantly. Humanoids peering in windows. Cattle mutilations and flying triangles.
1: Did you say direwolves, like in Game of Thrones? I was just thinking that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because in their story, well, I'll explain this. I'll explain a couple of the things that happened on this ranch because there's so much that happened that it's almost impossible to really do like a 20-minute synopsis of this, but I will. Um, this gentleman, we'll call the Gormans, him and his family bought this ranch. They wanted to raise cattle, live their dream house out there. They had three or four ranches out there. It
2: always starts that way, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: The very first day they roll up onto the ranch, it's a rainy day, they start to unload their truck. And from across the way at the pasture, they see this animal out there And it's coming down from the far ridge. It's zigzagging, zigzagging. It gets up to the family. It's probably 10 feet away from the family. This werewolf, as they call it, probably its head stood at least up to Tom Gorman's chest. This thing was massive. And they had unloaded some cattle. And the werewolf, we'll call it a werewolf, saw the cattle, jumped at it, grabbed it. Wouldn't let go. So quickly he had the uh, the son run out to the car, grab the three fifty seven, put three shots in it. Werewolf did not let go. Grandfather ran in the house, grabbed a shotgun, put two more in it. Bang bang. Now the werewolf is kind of stepping back a little, not bleeding, not affected, but on the last shot with the shotgun, he blew off a patch of skin and hair. And <clears throat> the wolf finally trotted away. So the father said. Sonner said, "We're gonna go follow this." So they follow it out into the out into the woods through this deep marsh, heavy, and I'm talking a big werewolf where they can see the tracks easily. So
2: let me get this straight. So this big, huge werewolf comes out of nowhere, tries to take down some livestock, won't die, and the first reaction from these people is, "Let's go follow it into the woods." Yes. Okay.
0: Mr. Gorman is a proud rancher, and I'm gonna to refer to him as the rancher as we go on with these stories. So they get out there and they come up to like a really boggy creek and they lose it. They see it in sight, but then they lose the tracks and it just disappears. So father and son, they're like, all right, we lost it. That was really weird because of the size, the cattle, the family's freaked out because they have kids. They come back, they pick up the patch of flesh that they blew off the back of this animal with the hair intact. It is rotten. It is smelling like a dead corpse, which... Anyone knows it takes a while for all of the stuff to set in and meet to turn. So right right away, they did not understand like how it would be like that because it's like fresh meat off of something. So they just said, hmm, that's kind of weird. And that was day one on their ranch coming into it. Um, they noticed when they started going through the ranch house, actually, that everything was deadbolted completely. Inside, outside. So the outside doors coming in were bolted. The insides were bolted the bedrooms inside both ways were bolted. And they they thought that was just really odd. And outside on the front porch and the back porch, they had two huge stakes put in, metal stakes put into the ground, what looked like a heavy dog chain to almost like protect the doorways.
2: They didn't look at this place before they bought it. Obviously this is what it is. Uh, this is like you know, sight unseen. They didn't it,
1: check for direwolves before they bought the house. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to disclose that in the real estate uh, information? I know you have to do hauntings, but I don't know about direwolves.
0: Direwolves will come into play later on in, in this story. So they're thinking, okay, they want to be protected. Something was out there. You know, they are in the middle of nowhere in a, a ranch setting. So they left it alone. They moved in. And all these things started occurring on this ranch. Um... One evening, Mrs. Sherman uh, was coming home from grocery shopping. She noticed that there was a black triangle UFO in the sky. She didn't think too much of it, but it started to follow her, and they have a long road to get to their entrance to their ranch, and she notices that it's following. So her husband's away on business, of course. Um, Mrs. Sherman was spooked. So she watched this UFO. It landed right out in their pasture right by her window. So she's watching it. She's freaking out. And the the UFO is putting off so many white lights, it looks like it's actually opened up, like a door is opened. She watched a gentleman who looked like he was in a military uniform, probably about eight feet, walk from the side into the ship. He sits down in the ship, and he turns. He's sitting in this desk of all weird things inside of a ship. There's a desk. He sits and looks into her window. He has a baseball visor cap on and she completely freaks out ship closes it leaves she calls her husband to get home so the husband comes home and gets there the next morning she's completely freaked she wants to go out there he wants to go out there to look what happened they go out to the pasture where they saw this they found boot prints that were size 14 walked through the grass right to where the ship was and then it completely stopped right there so
1: wait a minute. This thing—it was eight feet tall, and it was it human. Did it look like a human? She said it looked or... kind of
0: like a. Um, it looked like a military person, but it was shadowed too, it was silhouetted. So she was seeing silhouette. And what came to her? The image was, it looked like a military person walking.
2: What years are these? Is this around? Like what time frame are we talking about?
0: Nineties. So.
2: Two
0: thousands. Well,
2: now, there's a difference between that. Because if it's 2000s, she's probably got
1: a phone with a camera on it. Maybe, depending on... this well, early 2000s, she might
0: not. But the, not. this... We can Wouldn't jump back. This is be your first
2: reaction, though? I take mean, You picture. see that thing going... Exactly. Yeah. It sounds like it didn't just happen in, like, a split second. She <clears> was watching <throat> this take place.
0: Well, she was spooked.
2: Even more reason, Would
0: right? Would you run... The first thing you're going to do is run for your camera if you're... Well going, we would. Yeah. Well we right. would. Yeah, no shit. Right. We would. But she's you know, she's out there on the farm by herself and she sees a UFO which is probably mind boggling in itself.
2: If this is in broad daylight.
0: This is in the evening. She was coming home from grocery shopping in the evening.
2: She wasn't grocery shopping. What was she really doing?
0: Coming home from the club. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, you know, that was another instance. Um they started having these occurrences with fake orbs but in uh, the book um, Mr. Knapp was calling them blue meanies and they were the size of softballs and inside of them they had a bubbling blue liquid and they would float around the house and they would draw on your fear so anytime these blue meanings came around they were actually getting scared their fear levels were going up they didn't know how to handle these they would be around the cattle Just floating around and the cattle would be absolutely out of their mind. And they saw these all the time. And when they did that, the first thing they wanted to do was huddle to a corner and stay out of harm's way. That's one set of orbs. We also have another set of orbs. We have the orange orbs.
2: Can we just take a vote on who here believes in orbs? Raise your hand. And we have two hands in the air. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there, was, <clears throat> there was orange orbs that would uh, do the same thing. They would float across... Were
2: they across. The, happy, the happy orbs?
0: They might have been. The blue so meaties the and the blue happies?
1: The blue orbs are like uh, It from Stephen King's It. it plays on your fair. <laughs> plays on your fair. the orange one like the good witch.
0: It comes in and saves the day? Yeah. Uh, the good witch? No? Not really. Oh. These orbs... They look like the sun, and they, they come down from the ridge, and they come through by the house, do the same thing. But they happened to have someone looking at them with binoculars one evening. And when you looked through your binoculars at these orbs, um, they said you could actually see another skyline in the orb.
2: So binoculars, but no camera.
0: Binoculars have been around since when? Yeah.
2: So if cameras.
0: No one's grabbing cameras. Why
2: are you grabbing binoculars and not grabbing cameras?
0: Okay. (laughs) We're going to get to this. There's, (laughs) I told you, there's a lot to this. So they look at these orange orbs, and what they're seeing is another skyline in these orbs, almost like another dimension. There's other things going on in the other side of this orb.
2: That must have been a big orb. You know,
0: plate size.
2: Hmm.
0: You got a binocular, you can magnify it 10,000 times. Right,
2: I guess so. But it would have been even cooler if you took a picture of it. Oh, the
0: picture, yeah. no pictures. <laughs> Here we go. We're already debunking the story. <laughs> Sorry, but it's our nature. We this is what we it. do. So the orange orbs. You got blue meanies. We got orange orbs. We got werewolves running around that are the size of cars. And <laughs> <laughs> do
2: you hear what you're saying. How yes,
0: about? I. You know what? There's there's a story that they didn't put in the book. That they left out but it is on video and it was about um <clears throat> mr sherman's hunting dogs one evening um mr sherman was on the phone and he's looking out his windows and his dogs are actually trying to jump up to a blue meanie that was like kind of floating over the dog's heads trying to just pester him and the dogs are trying to reach up and bite him dogs couldn't get him but as the blue meanies are doing this they're leading the dogs to uh, a shrub line or a tree line away from the ranch. Now, Mr. Sherman sees this. He's like, oh, shit, I got to go. So he gets off the phone, grabs a shotgun, starts chasing after these, and he went up to the shrub line where this blue meanies led the dogs, and he kind of lost them a little bit. He didn't hear anything, and he had, like, just overcome with fear. He didn't want to go in there. It was dark. It was getting, like, close to dark. It was still early evening. He says, they dogs. They're hunting dogs. They know how to come back. I'll go look for them in the morning. Well, he gets up in the morning. His dogs aren't back. So he goes out to the spot where he stopped and he continued to go through there in the morning light. And on the other side of the tree lines, he finds three grease spots completely melted down. And he, to this day, he believes that those are his dogs because his dogs never returned. Did it happen? Did not happen. You know, these guys, there's, as these stories go on, I I, I obviously get it that people are going to start putting holes in it and saying that couldn't have happened or this couldn't have happened. But there was no purpose for Mr. Gorman to lie and try to make his farm any big because bigger than it was because all he wanted to do was raise his cattle, live his life. Does
2: this farm still exist?
0: This farm still exists. It is closed off.
2: Like what do you mean closed off? Like no one lives there, no one can go there?
0: Yep, you can't get in there. What they do is people go there, kind of like hanging out at the gate, and they party. And it's like a big thing, and they're waiting for a show, for UFOs, for Bigfoots, whatever to occur on this property. So, he loses his dogs. Now, before any events were happening, they would smell like this uh, sulfuric smell. An odor would come across it. Uh Uh-oh. Go ahead, Allie.
2: Well, usually that's associated with what?
1: Like hauntings, poltergeist, activity?
0: Demons.
2: Demons! Demons. Sulfur. Come on, you've watched Supernatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I should have known it was
1: demons. all <laughs> these demons.
0: <laughs> yeah. So they would go to bed in the evening, and then they had this occurrence where these strange shadows were starting to appear outside. Humanoids, as they call it. Creeper peekers. They could be creeper peekers. Yep. They start appearing out there. They're seeing footsteps walking through the shadow underneath their door. So they're like, oh, somebody's out there. They go out there. There's nobody there. They go back to bed, and they're making noises again, and they tell them to shut up. Whoever it is, shut up, leave us alone. Well, they had a bunch of voices, disembodied voices, come back to them in different languages, and it was almost like they were mocking them. So this is really starting to change how the family felt. The family felt watched outside. They felt watched inside.
2: Did they get a recorder?
0: <laughs> Again, <clears throat> this is a, a simple time.
2: <laughs> it's <not like> it <laughs> it's was, a simple farm. It was not like it was 50, 60 years ago. Yeah. This is
0: true, but what do you do you Tape think recorders? a farmer? Do you think a farmer's gonna to have one let's, of those?
2: Let's just talk about this logically. If you were living in a place like that and had all kinds of craziness going on, and you went to the local hardware store because you know everybody in small towns and rural areas has that hardware store where they go and shoot the breeze and started telling people about this stuff. What's the first thing somebody's going to say to you? They're going to want proof, right? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you do something to document what's happening so that you had the proof so people didn't think you were crazy?
0: Oh, he's going to outdo your, your thought right there. It's oh, going to go big. Here it goes. It's, it's not... going to go big.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it wasn't all that long ago. I mean, you think even if
0: 97. Hans Holzer
1: used a recorder when he did investigations yeah. in the 50s. Everybody at least had a camera, though, back then, you know? Just take a picture of something. Or even if, if, for some reason, it would be strange if they didn't, but once you get on your ranch and you start living there, and werewolves and blue orbs that terrorize you start showing up, I would, you know, do something about that.
0: Well, here's the thing, too, you that... that those
1: old cameras that you had to be like, shh, shh,
2: take a with picture. With a flash. And it goes, <laughs> put,
0: the, put the powder back <laughs> in it. Well, the one big thing about this, as this book goes on and you read these stories and, and listen to some of the people that this happened to, they have all said that whatever is out on this ranch learned how to outsmart them. They knew their next move. And when they got comfortable with, okay, well, I'm just going to go back here because this is where this is happening. I'm wait, way, I got a way to catch you on this. It would never happen again. It would always be something else somewhere else. So... Like, when we go ghost hunting, sometimes we're chasing ghosts from room to room. We'll go where we think it is, and we're hearing noises, and guess what? It's on the other side of the building.
2: Well, yeah, but we don't live there and can't blanket the whole entire
0: Right. Well, this is 480 acres, so what do you... I mean, I
2: understand to a certain extent, but your house is your house, right? Yes. Put a motion sensor in.
0: Well, they did, they... I'm getting to that. All right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm
2: just trying to wrap my brain around it, because my first instinct is, that's crap. That's, there's no way that's possible. So I have to ask the questions.
0: You ask away.
2: Right? I mean, that's, that's what we're always true. supposed to do. What does Reverend Tim Shaw say? Ask the questions. Seek the truth.
0: <laughs> that's what they did for eight years out there.
2: Oh my God. No. Eight years? Eight years? They
0: worked on this for eight years.
2: <laughs> were they in a parallel de- <laughs> dimension where eight um, years was like That's one months? of their,
0: that's one of their theories. But anyway, so they started hearing loud mechanical noises coming from underneath the ground. Loud clanging. It almost sounded like a railroad. It was coming. It was super loud on the property. And one of the little caveats that they put right in the contract when they bought the house from the previous owners was there was no digging allowed on the property unless the previous owners knew or gave them the green light to do something. So if they want to put a building up and dig out, you know land. Did
2: the previous owners have any of these issues? You know,
0: I don't, I don't recall them saying anything about the previous owners. Hmm. All they did was they sold it for a good price to them. Said, here you go. The family's like, Hey, I got my dream, dream farm. I'm going to raise cattle, prize bulls, and we're going to live happily ever after. And then all this stuff started happening. And at the time they didn't think, you know, Oh, that's kind of odd. Why can't I dig on the land if I own it? without permission. So that was one of the things they just kind of overlooked. Um, <clears throat> there was a case of, they woke up one morning and there was 20 to 30 large scoops. And I'm talking like tons of dirt removed from the property and they do not know where the dirt went, but these, these scoops were wide as cars dug up and there's like 20 or 30 of them or 40 of them just scattered everywhere no dirt to be found anywhere they have no clue they have no answer to why that happened but these things happened all the time one evening um the um the gormans went out for dinner him and his wife and they have four stud bulls or two thousand pounds and they use them for breeding and he says if we lose these these four bulls you might as well wrap it up we're financially broke so they leave they come, they come back. They were out roaming around in the field. They saw them when they left. They came back, didn't find the bulls. Where are the bulls at? So there's a little corral on the side by where they come in, and they actually have pictures in the book of this. It could barely fit three bulls in there. So Mr. Gorman walks over there, and he just kind of looks up over the corral. There are all f- four bulls in a maze locked in there with the outside wrapped in wire and chain locked nobody's on the property how did these they said it's almost impossible to get one to two bulls in there now they have four and they weren't moving they were just kind of standing there and he kicked the side of the corral kind of woke them up out of a trance that they were in and then he released them how this happens they don't know they were uh they were uh chasing things on this property they were losing cattle that they just don't know where they went. The surrounding area of Utah with this ranch, they also had problems, but they also lends a little credibility here because it was native land. So now we're jumping into the whole native idea. And Mr. Gorman's like, I'm done with this. He goes, we can't take any more more hits like this. He goes, I have to get somebody in here. So Andrew Bigelow, who's a NASA guy who's a billionaire buys the property from says look we want to bring an investigative team in nids national institution for discovery of science
2: (laughs) NIDS, not nads nids (laughs) nid nads
0: (laughs) like knickknacks so they bring this team in they put up motion sensors they put up cameras they put up hunting posts they did everything in their power that they could do what Andrew Bigelow did was, I want a team that can fly anywhere on the spot. This is what's happening. So this team saw all of this activity going on out there, but they could never pinpoint where, when, and how. They could never figure out a rhyme or a reason to this. They all had uh, individual um, experiences. They all messed with the blue meanings. The werewolves, they were huge in the ridges coming down
2: this is hard for me to understand again they're interacting with these things you got this whole place filled with cameras and whatnot where's the one in your back pocket (laughs) you know you're playing with the meaning with one hand and you're snapping his picture with the other exactly
0: and that's why he brought that team in and the team could never lock it down they had an instance where uh Probably after five, six years it started to quiet down there on the farm. and they kept they kept um, Gorman on. they kept the, the rancher on and they just made him like an employee because this he was a proud guy. He didn't want to leave his ranch. He, the family left. They moved the family out. He stayed there and helped these guys. So <clears throat> one evening they went out and they heard some something going on and they said, oh let's check the, the cameras that they had running. One of the cameras completely went out. They went out to the pole. The internal guts of the camera was pulled out. The wiring coming down the pole completely stripped off everything. They're like, there's nothing out here. So they go to look at another camera. They can't see anything that tore apart that other camera, except there was a small orange light that was around it, and that's the only thing that they caught for footage on this, this camera. So, again, they were up against something that was outsmarting them, and they didn't know how to react. They just kind of reacted to what was happening. You know, they, they couldn't be pro. They had to be re.
2: NASA guy. Wrong NASA
0: science. guy. He wasn't. He, I don't think he was there. He wasn't there. They had the team there.
1: Still a team brought in by a NASA guy. And they couldn't. Yeah, these were
0: PhDs. They, uh, it was crazy. Um,
2: Somebody was drinking the Kool-Aid.
0: <laughs> they probably were drinking the Kool-Aid. See, so the missus makes you a
2: nice glass of iced tea in quotation marks. And then you go
0: and have all these experiences on the ranch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm great... Some of these... Th- oh, you know what? They have, a, like I said, they have stories that didn't even make it into the book. They had a uh, <clears throat> Native Indians that were patrolling on the outside of the ranch. And they would patrol these roads surrounding it. And they went up there. And if you listen to the book or read the book and listen to the video of Mr. Knapp talking about all these uh, crazy incidents up there... He said, this one didn't make the book because you're probably going to think that we're crazy. But these native (laughs) Indians, on top of whatever else is going on, these native Indians, they were patrolling the property, and they came up to this uh, top of this hillside, and they saw two people, or what they thought were two people, standing in a trench coat. They look at each other. They look back. They look again. It's two dogs standing on their hind legs in a trench coat, smoking a cigarette. Either one of them. They looked at each other like they were crazy. They looked back. They were gone. They went to that exact spot. They got out of their car. They went to the exact spot. They're set to burning cigarettes. So, of course, everyone questioned it, but as the story went on and through time, people came forward and said they've also seen the same thing. There's three other stories confirming this.
1: I want DNA done on the cigarette butts. I've seen these dogs before uh, playing poker.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> You were, yeah, right. Where's the table? Yeah. Yeah. Could have been on the wall. But so the NIDS team, we're going back to this whole, the dog, the big dog theory, the uh, werewolf. Um, the NIDS team took that and they put it into like an ID bank, that piece of flesh. And they went through the DNA on the strands of hair. And they come to find out that that strand of DNA was a dire wolf. That has been extinct for 10,000 years. And that's what they shot at on the very first day. So, is it? What's going on? Nobody knows. So, one of the last few days after stuff is starting to calm down, um, him and his his wife, before his wife left, they went out and said, we're going to go tag some cattle. So, they go out about 50 yards outside of their house. Okay. They see the, the cattle. They put a tag on it. The dog's running up to the next cattle. The wife and husband are walking up there. And the dog turns around, faces where they just came from, tail up, flipping out, da 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 They didn't even ta- tag that second cattle. They started to come back in. And this is probably within a half an hour. They took a <clears throat> 80-pound calf, and it was completely dissected right there, the one that they just tagged what ended up happening was it was so surgical, the meat was completely pulled off of it, the the ear was cut off the, the, and it was laid out in a prone position and it's not a free you know, well, prone. but it was out in a free prone position and it was done with some type of knife. There were teeth marks found in it, but they how did they do that in a half an hour of going I know the other what way? Did that. What did it?
1: A chupacabra chupacabra did they yeah. see chupacabras there no they just seen topic. big
0: big dogs oh. dogs the size of like mini cars see, I mean, a it's... chupacabra
2: would be small enough to get in there sight unseen
0: could be get Chup in
2: there a get
0: back be. out well, that's a, but that was their last straw they said we got to get out of here we got it something has to be done so
2: <clears throat> that was the last straw
0: that was yeah they've lost <laughs> they've already lost 14 cattle out of 84. and three dogs Three dogs.
2: <laughs> Two bulls. Well, almost lost the bulls. Right. Something messed with them. Right. Put them in a trance. They're never the same after that.
0: Well, they were. Well, that's enough, so another time. <laughs> like I said, you could go hours with this, but it's a very interesting place because there's portholes that are there, things opening up, ships going into the side of the ridge, and then they, they come back and, you know, we can't see them. So they don't know what's happening. Right. But they saw a orange uh, orb. And what happened was it was opening. It was getting wider and wider and wider. And then they saw a humanoid coming through it. As it got bigger, the humanoid came out of it, walked off into the tree lines. At this point, they were, were out. We're done. And from that point on after that humanoid thing was there nids stuck around for a little while but they uh the activity really dropped off to the point where they just broke the team up because there really wasn't en- enough of it going on for them to be there um they've witnessed birds flying and they almost hit like an invisible wall on the ranch and they all just kind of fall
1: it's like that movie uh cabin in the woods did you ever see it
0: uh bits and pieces
1: yeah or the truman Shell. Yeah. <laughs> so we got the Truman Show, Stephen King's It, the blue light orbs. Blue meanies. <laughs> uh, Game of Thrones with dire wolves.
2: So uh, where do skinwalkers come from?
0: So the skinwalker theory was that back in the day, the Yudes tribe, which was a really mean tribe, they would go and screw with everything and anything, pissed off some Navajos. they turn around, they put a curse on the land where they lived. Now this curse has stayed. So whenever you're on this property, all this stuff is coming through. But you're like I said, you're getting UFOs. You're getting things that wouldn't necessarily fall into that whole native thing. You know, right? And native
2: native spirits would not decimate cattle. I mean, nature is and animals are sacred. Right.
0: So, but where we don't know they what has come out of all of this at the end of the end of. And of all,
2: of a. came through? There's a
0: portal, and there's all kinds of things and activity that happen there, and they don't. They don't think it's government. They, they just think it's other dimensions that are, all somehow intermingling. You know, you got Bigfoots. You got rotten smells on this thing. And it's it's four hundred four hundred plus acres. How are you gonna, you know, where does it end and where does it start? Because the neighbors, they've interviewed the neighbors, and the neighbors had the same type of problems too. You know, they had the, but not on the scale of this, uh, the ranch. So how do you,
2: so who owns it now? Does anyone know?
0: Um, I believe that is owned by one of the neighbors. I am not positive on that. So don't quote me because he's come out with a couple books.
1: Oh, well. and they've
0: kind of kept the stories going. So we don't, yeah. I, I'm not totally familiar on where it sits today. Mr. Knapp himself goes back there every once in a while and he's allowed on the property he checks it out, and really, there's nothing going on. But you know, there's been ideas that the government has um, a facility underground. <laughs>
2: Why has it always got to come back to that?
0: The government or yeah. the facility underground. <laughs>
2: Both of those things don't they go hand in hand? Yes. Secret bases. Yes.
0: But I don't think there's. I mean, they're hearing these loud mechanical noises coming from underneath the earth. I don't. I don't know. It's it's a it's a tough it's a tough bite. I think it's definitely something to do with different dimensions. All hitting in one spot. So,
2: you believe that this stuff happened there?
0: If you read this book, you will, you, when you get done with it, you will be like, okay. Yes, I do.
1: Rob, if you read that book.
0: I don't know. I got to read this book
1: now. But it's just <laughs> it, hunt for the skin. All of these things. It's just like the definition of batshit crazy.
0: <laughs> it is. And these guys were um, down to earth ranchers. Yeah, family. But
2: you know what we say when people live. On properties that supposedly have a lot of
1: activity. Yeah, but this is this is crazy, guy. You, you have aliens, everything you happening have wolves, in here: bigfoot, ghosts, orbs, uh,
0: every type of unknown dire that wolves, you can think about.
1: Dire wolves, dire wolves, extinct aliens of all sizes and shapes. If you look for like what could be causing it all, it could be. You could say it's aliens. You could say it's the government. You could say it's parallel alternate dimensions. Or I, I don't know. I don't even know where to start with it because there's so many things. I mean...
2: And if it's related to the land, why would it drop off?
0: Don't know. There's nobody out there now. They got the they got the people who come up to the gates and hang out and, you know, like they're waiting for the UFO party, but they get shooed off the property because they do have patrols out there. And, and no not one let, really let is, groups come in? They don't let groups come in.
2: Why not? And document what's happening there.
0: They just don't. Whoever the owners, the current owners are, are like, no. We don't allow that.
2: They got something to hide.
0: What makes me go, hmm, I want to know what the previous owners were all about. Because this stuff was going on since the 70s, but it just came to light when the Gorman family bought this. All of a sudden, all of this. So where's your where's your promotion in this? He didn't want to be named in the book. There's, his true name is out there now, but he didn't want to be named. He wanted just to keep to himself, but... They could not turn their heads away from everything that was happening. So they called in. He says, we got to go. This Mr. Bigelow. says, I'll buy the place for you, and brings in a scientific team. Scientific team. So they either put their name on the line and say, this is what's happening, and be credible. Or they go out there and look like complete jerks going, yeah, smoking dogs, you know. (laughs) wolves as big as cars, you know, and they don't die, and you're, you're chasing little blue meanie orbs around so there was a lot on the line i mean where's where's the profit in this where's the storyline in this how do we make money off of it um uh, do i want my fame i'm
1: surprised there hasn't been anything like that a couple of
0: the neighbors like i said um they put out books and stuff and they got a website blah 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 but um mr gorman and family under the radar, gone. They don't want to know. They wanted to get away as quick as they can. But he yeah, did they want to know. People
2: start asking him questions, and then their stories get all messed up, and then there's holes in them.
0: The only thing out there is that that book with George Knapp, and that's with the NIDs team. That's with.
2: I almost called them NIPS. <laughs>
0: NIPS, NADS, Nerds. <laughs> NIDs. That's the whole I, that's the what whole are team they again. NIDs. 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 <laughs> so that's—I mean—that's the story of the Skin Skinwalker Ranch. And so are you gonna
2: to try to go there and break in? No. Would you if you if you had the opportunity to go there? Yes.
0: <laughs> if it was closer to home, I'm driving. Seriously, I'll be that person. I want to check that out. Who wouldn't want to check that out? I
1: would too. I want to see but the this illegal what... poker game in the basement with the dogs.
0: With <laughs> the dogs. You
1: but this is what past we do. That, can you?
0: Would you pass that up?
1: Um.
2: Nope. Well, there's a lot of other places I'd really like to go to that I feel like... Really? Yeah. This stuff is way too far-fetched for me. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Wolves the size of cars, smoking cigarettes, 14-size-foot men hanging out. He was 8 feet. 8,
0: eight feet. feet. No. But he had
2: 14-size feet. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's
1: not that's not
2: crazy. Disproportionate anymore. by any means. No. no. It's like shack.
0: I was just going to say, it was O'Neill. He's got 22.
2: Yeah, see, so it's so, not all
1: that crazy.
0: Yeah.
2: Sitting at a desk inside a UFO.
0: But if you just, okay, you can flip the quarter here and say, look, wow, it's got every type of paranormal fantasy sitting there waiting for you. So, yeah. You know, know. we could make up a big story. Oh, yeah, we got Bigfoot over here. We got this ghost over here. We got the lady in white over here. Oh, why don't we just get a ranch and then make up like all these big stories? Wish. We got orbs.
2: Where's your proof? That's my whole thing.
0: NIDS has it. But like I said, there's not a lot of it because they were tr- they were outsmarted. Every time they went to do something, they said, okay, we got the camera over here. We're ready. We're doing it this way. Something else happens somewhere else where they're not. And like I said before, it's like our ghost hunting. We run from one room to the other. Do we ever stop it in its tracks and catch it?
2: Yeah, but we, we're not in places for eight years. Yeah, and we do catch things from time to time. Okay, then that's...
0: All right, but if you have, say you're in this middle of this portal, then what? You have everything happening at any given time?
2: This is really different for me, because I'm not usually the skeptic. Usually I'm the... I like it. The believer. It's about time. But this this whole scenario just kind of makes me go, I don't know.
0: That's how it's been reported?
2: It's just so outlandish. It's so crazy.
0: It is crazy. I mean, even if you watch uh, George Knapp doing an interview with MUFON, he's like, all right, you don't have to believe this. We were out there. They saw it with their own eyes happening. But these stories actually happened. And it is so outlandish at times that people are just going to go, you're crazy. Yeah,
2: like some of those things independently, I would give some credence to. Like, okay, maybe that could be plausible. But all of those things together. It's like they mm -hmm. all teamed up. How do you go from, like, dogs in trench coats smoking cigarettes to cattle mutilation to people sitting in UFOs at desks to... Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Squatch. Squatch crop circles.
0: What if they just took, orbs. What if they just took the whole portal and it was a bowl and they went with a mixer and what came out came out? Like like the military guy walking into the ships and at a desk watching her. What the hell is that? That's... You know, you would expect to see an alien, if anything, in a ship. You wouldn't expect to see, like, a humanoid-like looking guy just staring at you from the ship and then, boom, gone.
2: And if he did, he'd probably, like, use one of those mind eraser things on you so you didn't remember it, right? It's like the men in black. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And they said when they were ready to leave...
2: That guy got got fired. You know he did. His cover was totally
0: blown. (laughs) By the time they (laughs) left, when they got there, the whole family was frazzled. They were literally in one room sleeping together on the floor with doors locked that's how f- scared this family was of what was going on in this ranch but they had money invested in it they had their their whole livelihood was put into this you know it's that that's that question of i know a haunted house you put everything your money into it you buy it i'm not leaving i have nowhere to go right. this is my what do i do i mean i
2: get that part of it
0: so he tried to figure out what it is you know He's a rancher. He carries shotguns. He's out there. He's like, he's not afraid of anything. But the things that are happening, there's there's no explanation. And that's when they came to the point of trying to bring in a scientific team. It's you know? just
1: it's so crazy to me. It's It almost gives the family a little bit of legitimacy, the fact that they aren't trying to seek out any fame. Because, I mean, yeah, the story's insane. But, I mean, there's a lot of famous, famous, I'm using quotations, Hauntings out there, where it's the story is just insane. But these people get book deals, or they get movies made out of their stories, and it doesn't matter if they don't have any proof or not. They still get famous. They still make money off of it. They these people are totally trying to fly. They out didn't the even radar. want their names out there. And I mean, if you're trying to make people have it believable, I don't care how crazy you are. If you're going to start throwing dogs and trench coats smoking out, out there on top of everything else that you've claimed, it's just. It doesn't make any sense to me.
0: So if we took the dogs, the smoking dogs, and took them out of the basement with their beers and poker cards and never put it into the story, would it be a little more believable?
1: I would completely believe it. Nope. No, I'm not
2: really.
0: I'm what throws you off?
2: The military guy getting into a UFO sitting at a desk while she's watching him.
0: Okay, so that's kind of like uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind where they all kind of walk out on the platform and all different people. Yeah, but those are aliens. All right. These could be aliens. Maybe. The,
1: the only possible explanation that they could throw out there, I guess, is that this is this is crazy in itself, but it's the only thing that can kind of, like, bring all of this together to make any kind of sense out of it is that these, the orange orbs that they were seeing with all these little, like, towns different dimensions, dimensions in, in it. they seen
0: another skyline within yeah, these orange orbs.
1: The only thing you can think of to explain it is that this, this ranch, this land that this ranch is on, somehow for some reason, it's like There's some kind of crack in reality or the dimensions there so that every once in a while you'll get things bleeding through from other dimensions and that's these UFOs from one dimension, the Bigfoots from another dimension, the Blue Meanies are from another one, and they just kind of like bleed through from time to time. And I know that's an explanation that people use for uh, Bigfoots in general too and also, as we talked about before, shadow people and things like that. Yeah, that's the only thing. You I'm made an interesting point
0: together. with the dimensions bleeding through each other. There was one other thing that um, Mr. Gorman did, and that was he went chasing one, one night. He heard some cattle rustling out there, flew out, and it was light snow on the ground. It was in the evening. He gets he gets to the uh, tree. He sees what looks like a giant bear of sorts, a creature. Shoots it now. The Nids team heard him take off in his four wheeler, so they followed behind him to get out there. And then he looked up into the tree, and there he saw a creature that was hidden behind part of the the tree trunk in the tree branch. And his eyes were reptilian, and they had they were either the size of a softball or a baseball. They were huge. So he went to go up and shoot at it and hit it in the eye. It fell, but when he was coming back down, he looked, that other bear, whatever it was on the ground, was completely gone. So <clears throat> meanwhile, this, he calls it a reptile, fell and hit the deck. They have nothing. It's gone. He, it's, the NIDS team's there. They see nothing. He goes, I got it. I shot it. They went over there. There was one footprint in the snow, and it was a reptilian footprint. It was a three-clawed, footprint big so are there reptiles dinosaurs mini dinosaurs what you know this whole bleeding of dimensions you know what what happened are we scrambled yeah this is a crazy story don't don't get me wrong i the first time i read it i was just like blown away but uh the more you listen to it and look into it it's it's,
1: like it's also interesting i mean yeah you could take all these like traditional paranormal claims like UFOs and Bigfoots and just say like, oh, I'm having all these things happen. But then they got things like this reptilian creature and even the direwolves are a little out there and and all these other things that are just completely new and exclusive to this. And it's just very, very bizarre.
0: I, you know, I just bring the facts to you people. That's what I do.
2: (laughs) Uh, I think facts is stretching it a little there. (laughs) All
0: right. So the orbs are real and the dogs aren't. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, we want to know what you guys think. If uh, you have any information about this Skinwalker Ranch that we didn't talk about today and you'd like to share your thoughts of what you think this could possibly be, let us know. Um, you've been listening to us. We are Parababble on Beyond Borders Radio Network. And you can reach us at Parababble on Twitter or at Facebook.com Parababble. And you can download uh, episodes from iTunes and Stitcher. Yep. And we were supposed to talk about some other true hauntings tonight, but too. But I
0: soaked up a lot of time here, kids. Well, we kind of had a
2: <laughs> feeling that that might happen because there's a lot going on at this Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, I think we're
1: just gonna we got to keep digging in the Skinwalker Ranch.
0: Well, yeah, I, you know, I'm gonna start digging even more. I mean, these are just notes from books and listening um, to the people who wrote it. So, you know. There's got to be more documents out there. Like I said, that NIDS team had all kinds of information. And they're, they coming in there thought that they were crazy. Oh, this ain't nuts. This is nuts. You're sending us out here to do this. And lo and behold, everything that was happening to the rancher and his family were happening with the NIDS people. And they could never get a beat on it. What was going to happen when? I mean, there was even a story. Um, uh, the rancher was in the house and he had a fence line coming in and his neighbor's cattle was stuck in the fence. So he's eating a sandwich and he's thinking about this. And he goes out there and he has got two broke legs. His two front legs are broke on the cattle and it's stuck in the fence. He's like, oh, what do I do? Do I get the gun? I, you know, Do I put it out of its misery? Do I get a blanket? It's obviously in pain. So he goes back in the house and uh, he's looking for some stuff and he's thinking about it. And he's like, oh, grab a bite. What should I do? This is, you know, my neighbors. <clears throat> he goes back out there.
2: He's eating a sandwich during this whole... Well, he was eating
0: when this was all occurring, (laughs) so he was, like, in and out. Hey, these guys are up early. I just see
2: this guy with, like, a shotgun in one hand and a sandwich in the other, like,
1: debating what is he going to do about this situation. It's like every CSI show where the... The, uh, the coroner's got a sandwich in one hand. Where he's taking it is exactly
0: right? that. He's yeah. like,
2: this ham sandwich is so good, I don't want to put it down. But this cattle, man, i got to do something to help it. Well, so
0: he goes in the house. He finishes up, I guess, finishes a sandwich and looks for a blanket <laughs> and his shotgun, which was probably attached to him 24-7 living there. He goes back out there.
2: <laughs> it's gone.
0: How did you know? Did oh, you read the story?
2: I see.
0: Well, there's the deal. The cattle was gone. With the two broke legs, he's thinking, where the hell did this thing go? So he goes back in the house and he's like scratching his head, thinking about this. And he's like, this is his neighbors. He hears the cow mooing goes back out there. Now it has four broken legs. It almost seemed like he said, like someone took it, dropped it, broke two. And then it, someone grabbed it and dropped it again. Cause of the way the brakes were, the cattle had four broken legs.
1: This whole ranch sounds like a video game that was poorly programmed and there's all these glitches going on.
0: <laughs> that is cool. but see,
2: What would be the purpose of
1: that?
0: I don't know.
2: What'd that calf ever do to you?
0: I, we don't know. We just report stories. I mean, this whole this whole ranch thing is... I think it's interesting enough where I would go and want to get involved with it and see what the hell's happening. Oh, so you're going to
2: leave prone and go join Mids? <laughs> no. I'm Did not I say a it scientist. right, nids. <laughs> <laughs> like lids, N- lids, nids.
0: nids. We we can go and do a show on that too, but I I don't know. I am fascinated by this story. Um, I don't know how well known the story is. I know it's out there, but it's not a common one.
2: Well, all my yeah, years of paranormal investigating, I've never heard of it before.
1: I've heard rumblings of it, but yeah, that's it's crazy that with all the claims and everything that's happened, supposedly happened there, that it's not more well known than it is.
0: It, like you said, you get a lot of people going out there, you know, waiting for the ship, the mother ship to come home. But, you know, I, I don't know, but they blocked it off pretty well when they were doing their researches and stuff. So these guys are just, it's, it's, a, uh, don't have any words for it, actually. I have a question. Um, okay.
1: The dogs that were smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Did they say what kind of breed they were? Because I'm trying to picture it in my head very
2: specifically. <laughs> or what kind of cigarettes they smoked? Were they marble men?
0: I'm going to look this up. <laughs> because
1: it's a very different picture if it was a chihuahua or it was a pit bull <laughs> smoking a cigarette.
0: They were on their hind legs standing. They said they looked See, like two humans. I
1: pictured okay. a German Shepherd. I
2: don't
0: know. I pictured it. That's funny. I pictured a German really? Shepherd myself. Like Isn't that lab. weird? No,
2: I saw like a German Shepherd. Because German
0: Shepherds are bigger. If you stand them off, they got the ears. Off, See, we're even biting into this guy.
2: Yeah.
0: That's what I pictured. And then them standing in two trench coats with their paws up with a smoke to their mouth.
2: I want to know if they've done, like, any testing on, like, the air and the ground there to see if there's, like, any contaminants that they have. cause hallucinations. <clears throat>
0: they have. It's... Nothing's there.
2: Nothing on all 480 acres? They've ta-
0: Oh, they have the information.
1: No chemtrails?
0: No. <sighs> That's last week's show, wasn't it? No. Yeah. <laughs> No chemtrails. That's the only thing they didn't have. They're
1: causing this?
2: Mass hallucinations?
0: No mass hallucinations.
1: Or just direwolves in general?
0: Direwolves. I, I don't know. know. I, they got UFOs flying in the side of the mountains.
2: I personally would like to have a direwolf so I don't see the harm yeah. in that whole situation.
1: As long as it was trained and it, it just did what you wanted it to. Well, don't they usually? Yeah. You well, know, its master, I, I guess. But well, by the time it, those two fun. guys looked at
0: each other, like they looked at each other like, are we seeing what we're seeing? And they look back out their their window from the car. They were gone, and the cigarettes were still there.
2: See, and I would have put that cigarette out, put it in a nice little bag, taken it See, to the local lab, and said, "Test this for DNA."
0: This whole ranch is a X-File episode. It really is. It is it's that. It's all.
2: It's every single X-File. It's, episode. It's
0: that nuts, and I want to go.
2: Even the smoking man was there. Except he was a dog.
0: <laughs> they had everything yeah, right. <laughs> So it means they were smoking morally cigarettes if they were out yeah. there. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I mean, what we got going on here? How much time we got left on the show? We do a little promotion here.
1: Yeah, we got like. Four minutes.
0: Four minutes? Yeah. I soaked up all your time. I'm sorry, guys. It's
1: the Skinwalker Ranch episode. I
0: guess so. Yeah,
1: no more true hauntings.
0: (laughs) No more true hauntings, I guess.
2: So, for those of you that tuned in
1: because you were excited about that, sorry. (laughs) Oh, they won't know. I'll put Skinwalker Ranch on the episode. They'll never even know. Well, there you go. Unless they listen to the first three minutes of the show.
2: We'll get to our other stuff at some point. I mean, you know, we got plenty of time to talk about things and babble on about things.
0: Plenty of material.
2: But we do want to say that if you have some opportunity, check out some of the other shows that are on uh, Beyond Borders Radio. We've got The Edge of the Unknown with Mark Henry and Medium at Large, and I yep. know there's going to be some other new shows coming on.
0: Oh, yeah. Mark's still lining them up.
2: Yep. And uh, he's a great guy. We've been on his show a couple of times, had the opportunity to kind of go back and forth with him.
0: I really dig his haircut, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But this again, awesome.
2: if you guys want to drop us a line, let us know what you think. You got some ideas, things you want to hear about. Uh, you can always reach out to us at Parababble on twitter, facebook.com/parababble. Um, you know, we, this whole show, we do it because we love this stuff, obviously, but you know we want you guys to be in, as involved as you can, even though we're not live.
0: Well, um, we are live.
2: Well, we are right now. We're living live. Yeah, we're in a parallel dimension.
0: Uh, yeah. Right into the storyline. Yes. <laughs> in,
2: in a parallel dimension, we are live. <laughs>
0: yeah. So what are we now?
2: We're bleeding
1: through.
0: We're ble- uh, if we weren't yeah, skinwalker yeah. ranch, we would be. Here.
2: I got to leave now, guys. My spaceship is outside. <laughs> and I yeah. got a writing desk in there that I've been <laughs> working on some poetry with.
0: I'm uh, yeah. gonna call you the Visor Visor Lady. <laughs> Sit at your desk and just write away.
1: We can go looking for direwolves in the woods across the street if you that want. That sounds like fun, actually.
0: Yeah, that could be an adventure one night. We could do a live broadcast. Yeah. Well, semi-live. But we're gonna have we're gonna have some guests coming up in the next few weeks. So yep. that's definitely keep your ears tuned to that. Um, if there's something you don't like or you want us to shut it down, don't write that us. in. Yeah, we won't listen. <laughs> you can write it in there. Shut it off. But uh, you know, we're just here having fun, three of us, right now, and this is what we've come to. Yeah.
1: We could always use suggestions. If you want to hear us babble about something, just Twitter at us or tweet at us, however you call it. And Facebook we'll even go, we'll even
0: go off topic. We don't have to talk about the everyday stuff that a lot of these other podcasts talk about. Yeah, we, we I mean that's what, what we're trying to do sometimes too here.
2: Yeah, and um, you know, I mean, next week we're doing parallel dimensions. Maybe. And Maybe. Some
0: possessed shit
2: yeah that'll be fun actually i'm kind of looking forward to that
0: um everyone has to bring an example to the class
2: i did bring a um, ouija board over to rob's today
0: oh so much for hiding it rob
2: (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry a talking board you might have
0: to leave it at the other studio (laughs) (laughs)
2: it'll just travel with us from place to place
0: that's our new logo
2: (laughs) (laughs) well as usual we want to say thanks to everybody for tuning in we really appreciate you uh, listening to us babble on about things. Um, thanks, Jeff, to all the great information about Skinwalker Ranch tonight. That's
1: some
0: crazy stuff. My mind
1: has been blown.
0: You're going to be thinking about it. Yeah. I'll tell you what, we'll probably do a revisited show, and maybe we'll come back and I'll have some more information on this like actual documentation that might be out there. But,
2: that would probably you know, be cool. I'd like to see some more of that. Maybe awesome. videos and whatnot.
0: So until yeah. next Tuesday...
1: At 8
0: p.m. Until 9
1: p.m.
0: On Beyond Borders,
1: we babble. On and
0: on. Good night, everyone.